Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. This is the state of the Jared. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces around the moon in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Sometimes I don't know what to say. This is a genuine miracle I woke up today, so I got up to pray. But my BBM was pinging when my Android started singing, then I missed all of the glory for technological luxuries. Just like that, I forgot all of the trees and the flowers and the breeze carrying seeds across the seas. Extra honey in my tea, but pay no homage to the bee. Whatever happened to us? And will we ever let the magic come and tap into us? We preach apocalypse written by John the Revelator, but won't even speak to a stranger riding on the elevator. Or step to the side when we standing still on the escalator. The planet Earth is a hospital, we on the respirator. I don't regret the haters. Sometimes that's what you need to see yourself break through and free yourself. Accept your own and be yourself is magic. The story of life is too tragic. Prestigious, pretty like a flower, refreshing like a shower. Depression makes me sour, but it's still a feeling. My human heart and all my senses say it's still appealing. I could be dead and gone, a brass band, a second line, I could be headed home. A passersby may shed a tear after she read the stone. It's luxury. The story of life is not tragic, it's magic. Sometimes that's what you need to see yourself Break through and free yourself Accept your own and be yourself is magic The story of life is not tragic It's a luxury Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I am here to bring the positivity. That was Jay Electronica, Real Magic. Wanted to come in here with some peaceful vibes, peace and love to everybody out there. I know I start the show off like this every time. It's been a while, but I'm back. I feel like I have a good reason for taking a while this time. If you don't know, I've been out in these streets. Yeah. I heard Poppy outside. Yes, sir. I'm back out. I'm back out. 
I'm on all the dating apps. Bumble. Facebook dating. Um, Hinge. Tinder. Even though I'm not really getting any matches on Tinder. And uh, BLK. Shout out to all my black people out there. Black power. But this is the state of the Jared. So we're going to address everything that has gone on in my life over the past year. We're going to talk about goals moving forward, where I see myself in the next year or so, and anything and everything in between. Before I start, though, I do want to clarify a few things I didn't say in my last episode in regards to my Vegas trip. I know I told y'all I was on the hard hard bed that felt like a wrestling mat i forgot to mention that after the first day i went um to the desk and i talked to them and they upgraded me they upgraded me to the suite a little late on the bomb there but i got upgraded to a very nice room so i had a great stay the rest of my time at that best western in las vegas i know some of y'all are hotel shaming right now but you know how i am I don't really like the bougie hotels, and I don't like, like, some of those hotels, like, 40 floors up, bro. I don't want to be 40 floors up. Give me the little Best Western with the four-floor suite. Had a little living room situation, little kitchen. Bathroom was immaculate. Bedroom was great. So, definitely wanted to let you guys know that the trip did end up on uh, good, good terms for me. And then also, one of the things that I forgot to mention in Vegas is the, um, the homelessness there was kind of wild. Everywhere you go, there was like, it's just a lot of homeless people. And you know me, I'm always looking for ways that we can get homeless people off the street. But like just being in Vegas, I don't know how that's possible. It was just really sad to see the situation. A lot of people sleeping on the, the ground. And then you could tell a lot of people were probably on drugs, too. And that was just sad. Um, I remember taking my trash out one night and there was like a guy who seemed like he might have been on some stuff chasing another guy. And he just gave up, and the other guys kept running. It was like in the middle of the whole crowd. Kind of wild. I was just like, you know what? This is why I stay in my room after 12. But, yeah, those were two observations I forgot to mention on the Vegas recap. So I always write down notes, too. When I miss something on a podcast, I always write it down to come back in and give you guys uh, to make it up. But without further ado, let's get to it. I Like I said, I'm back on the dating apps um, that's probably why I haven't really given you guys a podcast in the last couple weeks. Cause look, I've been going on dates. I've been going on dates. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy outside. I might have to shorten that too. I'm, but it just, I like how it starts out, but I might have to shorten that uh, sound effect, but I've been going on a few dates over the past week and past two weeks, actually. And one of the one of the people I've um, gone on dates with has actually turned out to be, might I add, or dare I say, a prospect. Like there's there is some potential here, so that's been taking up a little bit of my time. Want to get to that part because I I will have to walk a few things back. My throat too is not like the best right now, so if I don't sound great. Because I've been out all week. <laughs> Shout out to my friend Amanda too. I was at her house watching the Steeler game last week, uh, last weekend. Kenny Pickett looks really good. Side note, um, Kenny Pickett looks really good. I still want Mason Rudolph traded, but I was just yelling my like little heart out at the game. So between that and the date, I don't have a lot left in this voice, in this throat. Pause. 
But let's just start from like last year and where I was at. At this time last year, if you listen to the podcast, it was like a dark place. Wasn't in the best mood. Hated my job. Didn't know where I was going, but I knew something was going to change. And I mean, I mentioned it on the last day to Jared. Like, I knew something had to give. I just didn't know what it would be, but I ended up getting a better job, a better situation for me mentally. Um, the last half of the year after the state of Jared, there wasn't really a whole lot to report on. I was just going to work, coming home. I will say I listened to a lot of TD Jakes, man. A lot of TD Jakes got me through a lot of those dark times where I didn't know what my next move was going to be. So just thankful for the word. Uh, I don't want to say I'm like, super religious because i mean i'm not a specific religion but i am a spiritual person i acknowledge god i hate saying the whole, i'm spiritual too because some of y'all never want to acknowledge god i'm not that person i acknowledge god and that got me through last year i think and then i got my new job in december so coming into this year you know i take my year i take my month i'm sorry i take the month off of facebook and um i don't drink i go into the year fresh so that was a good way to start. And then I was reading a little bit, but I did not really, um, I didn't finish books. I feel like LeBron, you know, every time you see the picture of LeBron reading a book, he's always on like the first page. And I feel like that's me. So I didn't get to that goal of uh, reading and finishing books. That's still a goal for this year. But I had a good start to the year just mentally when I was focused and stuff. Um, going out, probably gonna stop a lot of that going forward with the with the downtown at least i'm just over downtown i don't know if i've said it on this podcast but you will not catch me downtown on like a saturday night anymore it's just not my lifestyle anymore like i'll go to some more chill spots i will go out on like a sunday fun day but going out on a saturday night nah not doing it it's just growth like i feel like Having time off of social media and everything, just having time to sit back, I've realized the type of things I want to do going forward and the type of things I feel like I've outgrown. Um, even people, like certain people, I feel like I've had to distance myself from a little bit. Not to say that I like, completely shut people out of my life. I'll still talk to people if I see them and stuff, but it's just I'm not hanging out with everybody as much as I used to. Certain people I still talk to on a consistent basis, but the circle's gotten a little smaller as I've getting more focused on my goals in life. I'm still investing, as you know. Stock market took a hit, though. My goodness, since like last year, I've taken a hit. I've bounced back a little bit, though, just because when I was down, I moved some stuff around in the things I believed in. But we'll have to do like a whole nother episode on like the mind frame you got to have for this because one thing I've learned is you got to have a certain mind frame for investing. You have to be able to learn from your mistakes. You got to be not scared to take some risk and make mistakes. And a lot of these mistakes I'm making is because I'm taking the risk, but it's also because I want to see what I'm doing wrong for the future. And I feel like if I don't make the mistakes, I'm not able to really move forward in the future. Cause if you're just always, if you're always winning and you're always, Everything's going right for you. When something goes wrong, you're not going to know how to handle it. So I am thankful that I've seen some of these situations where I did not really know what to do, and I just had to figure it out. And sometimes you got to take that loss. You lose some money, but you learn how to invest going forward. So that's where I'm at with the stock market. 
I'm probably doing more of a balance too at this point where I'm doing maybe like 30% into dividend stocks, maybe like another 30 into the growth long-term stocks. And then maybe another 30 into some I think can make money in like a year. And then like 10% is just like YOLO. Like I got, I got like 10% on some that I think I'm trying to like really double, triple, quadruple, maybe 10 times over, make that money back. So I leave a little bit of money just to play with in those situations, but you got to diversify. You got to have different rate, different routes to go in the stock market. And that's one of the things I've learned. And I try to pass that knowledge down. I saw my, my cousin Jarrell posted on his Facebook today about why didn't our parents teach us about all this financial literacy that we're learning today? Like we would have been better off. I think it is easy to like throw your parents under the bus and say, oh, we didn't learn this. Y'all didn't teach us. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? They didn't teach us because they didn't have the resources we have today. Like we have so much access to stuff where we can learn. Like I taught myself the stock market last year just because of the internet, you know what I'm saying? And then I was able to go on Charles Schwab's website and start everything up. But that's because I had the resources. Like they didn't even have internet back in the day. You had to call a broker and they had to place your um, trades for you and everything. So I think part of the reason our parents didn't teach us a lot of this stuff is because they just did not have the same resources and it wasn't taught to them. So instead of blaming them, and then blaming the people ahead of them, like, or before them, we have to break the cycle and moving forward. I think it's up to us to start teaching what we're learning. Pastor Keon, that's another guy I watch on YouTube. He's a really good pastor, but he says something very interesting. He said that he's not afraid to show that he doesn't know everything because people, he wants basically people to like listen to him and stuff. And if you act like you know everything, people are not going to want to listen to you. They want to see your mistakes too. They want to know that you don't know it all. So he's like, whatever information I get, I give it to them and I go learn something new. And I admit that I don't know everything. So that's how I am. Like whatever information I get, I try to give it to you guys on here, whether it's financial, whether it's stocks, whether it's dating relationships, like any of that stuff, I think is beneficial. I try to pass that on. But with that being said, um, last year I was doing that. The job started picking up. I started getting more comfortable as the year went. And then in the summer, the summer was fun for me just because I took a lot of trips. I got to see family. I got to see friends. I took the much needed Jared summer vacation trip, the solo trip to Vegas, which I said, I'm gonna start doing that more often, like every year, just take like a solo trip somewhere that I want to go. I know people are trying to give you ideas of where you should go, but I think in those situations, you should go exactly to where your heart desires and where you think you're going to find peace and where you're going to enjoy yourself at. Don't worry about if it's a big city or somewhere popular. Like if you want to go to the country somewhere, do that. Just do what you make, do what makes you happy. And I think that was probably the biggest takeaway I've had from like this whole year. Like everything is just about what makes me happy, what brings me peace and not really trying to fit in the box and do what everybody thinks I should do. Cause you get a million um, opinions where everybody's like, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. And really it's just about what makes you happy. And actually I was talking to one of my friends today. I'm not going to say the name, but we were talking about, we were talking about dating 
And they told me like they were a little unhappy in their situation because the person they're with is not who they thought that the person was going to be. You see how I'm using like all the, the pronouns. <laughs> I can't give away this, the, the gender. So they were basically saying that. And what I told them was like, you can't let the whining and dining cloud your vision. I was like, cause a lot of people will do that. They'll do the whining and dining. They'll do the things that try to make uh, them look good to you. And the only reason they're doing that is because um, they're trying to win you over. And I told them I'm not like that. Like I'm the type that I have to feel comfortable no matter what I'm doing. So I, I mean, I can whine and dine sometimes, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. Cause I've been whining and dining, but what I was basically trying to say is like, I don't go in there pretending to be somebody I'm not like I go in there, I be myself and I feel like I'm going to attract what I'm supposed to attract by being myself. I feel like a lot of people try to be something they're not to attract something that they want, but it might not be what, what is meant for them. It might not be what they're supposed to attract. And I feel like God is going to let you know, like if it's the right person or not. So you just got to follow his message, his signs instead of assuming that, this is the right person for you. Cause there's always signs. Y'all don't pay attention to the signs a lot of time. That's the problem. But what I was trying to say to them is that I just be myself. And the part of being myself is that I'm not afraid to lose that person. And I feel like when you're not afraid to lose the person, that's when you can really be comfortable being yourself. But when you're afraid to lose that person in the dating process, now, of course, when you're with them, yeah, you're going to be afraid to lose them. But in the dating process, you got to go into it with that mentality. Like you're not afraid if they don't like you and they walk away because you know what? That will end up giving you the person that you're supposed to be with the person that likes you for you. So you, you got to go in there a little fearless. And that's basically what I was trying to tell my friend, but let's get to the dating thing. Because like I said, I've been, I've been back out here on these apps. The last few weeks have been a lot of conversations, a few dates, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the process. I had to tell myself to kind of just take it slow because you know me, if you know the old me, I was ready to get in like a relationship after like the second date. At this point, I got to tell myself, no matter how good the first two dates are, because the first two dates I've been on with this uh, one person were really good, but I got to, you know, trust the process, not be afraid of losing them and just continue to be myself and like I said before, dating is nothing but gathering information. So when I go on these dates, I got to gather the information, find out what they're about, their situation, history, dating history, all that, what went wrong. Like you got to ask a lot of questions. Speaking of asking a lot of questions, oh man, I got to play the, the Creflo clip. The Creflo dollar clip is like my favorite um, clip about dating. He talks about like all these questions you're supposed to ask. And that's where I'm doing right now when I go on these dates. I'm just finding out as much as I can about the person because I don't want to end up with somebody that later on, and this is what I normally would do. I would rush into something and then I start learning about the person after I'm with them and things come up and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to be with them because I didn't know this. Stuff. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Kind of like what my friend was saying before, like they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. So I think it's important to vet. I'm learning that. I'm learning to move slowly at my own pace. 
Don't let nobody dictate your pace. You go with what you're comfortable with. And yeah, let me find the Creflo thing to play for you guys because he said some really, really good things. Let's listen to Creflo. And no, you don't have to give money for this. This is just him giving you free game. Y'all know Creflo normally wants your money, but it's just game here. And that's why I say single people, if you dating somebody, you need to ask a thousand questions during the dating process. You don't need to be sitting up there talking about, well, I go to church and I talk in tongues and a big plus is I'm a member of world change. Oh, praise the Lord. I done found my husband. You might've found the devil. Now hold up a minute, girl. You need to ask some questions. Y'all need to sit down and go on a whole lot of dates. Uh, what's your name? Is that your real name? Do you have your daddy's name? When can I meet your daddy? Is your dad and mama together? How do you act when you get mad? Do you throw things? Do you cuss around? Do you beat up on people? I need to know, do you have a job? Where do you work at? How much money do you make? How long you been working there? Do you have a bank account? How is your credit? Can I see your credit score? Do you have a house? Are you living in an apartment? Do you pay for your gas in your car? Do you live with your mom and them? I need to understand what you know, what you like to eat. Do you plan on being fine like that all your life? Or you plan on getting big? How many children do you want to have? Will you get upset if we don't have no kids? You plan on having an inheritance? Do you have insurance? Can you pay for your funeral if you were to die today? You need to know who you marry. And don't you dare get married to somebody talking about, I've never seen him angry since I met him. It is not time to marry that person. You need to see how he, how he looked. And you need to ask that woman, how you look without your makeup? Don't put none on tomorrow. I need to see. The hat you got on your head, is that yours or did you purchase it? And if you purchase it, is it paid for or are you in debt? I need to know. When you blink your eyes, are those your eyelashes or, or did you buy those from somewhere? I need to know. You smell good today, but what about tomorrow morning? I need to know. Do you believe in taking showers at night or in the morning? Do you believe in taking three days off and then take shower? How is your relationship with soap and water? I need to know. What's your motive? All <laughs> oh, that time I love him and I'm ready to get married to him. You don't even know him. <laughs> ask him questions. I mean, in these days, ask all kinds. When you going to marry somebody, ask some of the questions. I know the big elephant in the room. Ask the question, uh, are you attracted to men or women? Are you trying to marry me because you're trying to hide something? I know you look manly, but what, 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 what is it? What, what you doing in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the dark? Flip Wilson, I got to tell you, I need to know. Did your daddy commit adultery? Did his daddy commit adultery? Because I don't know if this thing, you know, got a part three in it, and I don't want to be no part of it. You asked a bunch of questions. Don't ever talk about you ain't got nothing to talk about. And don't wait till him or her starts the conversation. You start it. Sit down. How you doing today? All right. Pull the questions out. Let's go. Yeah, so that was Creflo Dollar. Shout out to him. 
Questions to ask when dating. I think a lot of people can learn from that. I'm learning from it. That's why, like I said, I'm taking my time. I went on a date. So let me tell you about the date I went on last week. It was uh, last Thursday night. Went to the brewery over here uh, where I live at. I thought it was going to be a little, you know, maybe like an hour, two-hour date. So I go to the brewery, have some drinks with a young lady that I've met on uh, Bumble. And it's actually wild because um, when I met her on Bumble, like when we talked on Bumble, the conversation was okay, but I wasn't like, it wasn't anything like earth shattering. I wasn't blown away. We didn't really talk like a whole lot in the messages. And then we finally decided to go out and meet up. But yeah, we went to the brewery, had some drinks. And then it was probably like three hours after that. We were like, oh, should we go somewhere else? And then we went to another bar in, in uh, where I live at in the city. Small little spot. I had never been there. She never been there. But we ended up liking it. And then what I thought was going to be like a two-hour date turned into like an eight-hour date. Eight hours on the first date. Give it up to me. Also, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Because this is part of me being myself. So when I went on this first date, I was wearing a uh, WWE shirt. I was wearing a New Day shirt because it matched my shoes. Didn't really think much of it. And when we're on the date, the, the woman points out on my shirt. She's like, oh, is that a New Day shirt? She's like, yeah, I like Xavier Woods. Like, I was like, oh, you like WWE? And she's like, yeah. So I, that was already a point for her. Then... Then I find out that she likes Joe Budden. After that, she says she likes the Real Housewives of Potomac. Big Outcast fan. I know what y'all thinking. I should be getting married. I know. I know this sounds too good to be true. Mike told me I would never find a woman out there that likes any of those combinations. Also a big basketball fan. Like this is there's a lot of potential here. A lot of potential. I got to go on more dates, keep this going, find out more information. But I'm telling you right now, like to find somebody who likes the combination of those four or five things I just mentioned it's very rare. It's very rare. So I think that's why that first date lasted eight hours. Like we talked so much. It was just a smooth flowing conversation. Have y'all ever like been out with somebody where you guys just both get along so well, the chemistry is there. You both have a lot to talk about and it's just not dry. It's never a dry moment. That's what that first date was like. So after the first date, we decided to meet up again for a second date. And that was yesterday. So I was a little nervous about the second date because I'm like, there's no way it can live up to the hype of the first date. The first date was like perfect. But the second date was actually really good, too. Like we went to a seafood spot for dinner. Then we went to Coco Village, had some drinks out there, hit up a couple bars. And let me tell you, man, I'm hanging out till like 2, 2.30 in the morning on a weeknight. Yo, I'm back in the game, man. These dates, these dates got me out in the streets. That's why I'm saying I'm back out in these streets because I'm doing things I normally wouldn't do, and I'm spending money I normally wouldn't spend either. And like, this is where I gotta, I gotta walk it back a little because I know everybody gets on me when I said, "Oh, you gotta go 
for coffee on the first date, which I do believe first date should be about talking. Should be somewhere you can go inexpensive for conversation. So originally the first date was supposed to be coffee. But then she had uh, said something about like liking beer. So I said, you know what? Let's just do beer then. Like I you know I could compromise. So I was like, all right. It doesn't have to necessarily be coffee. We can have beer in a conversation. So I will uh, ratify those rules. It does not necessarily have to be coffee on a first date. I mean, I said I was always open to what they want to do. Now, I don't think you should go to an expensive restaurant on the first day. I'm still going to say that's not my type of thing. But if you want to have like coffee, beer, somewhere you can just sit down and talk for hours. I think that is probably the ideal first date. Second date, I ain't going to lie. I spent a little bit of money on that one. So I think once you get the first date out the way and you see if you want to hang out with that person and they're worth you like whining and dining, it's okay. But my whole argument was just the first date is like a meet and greet, get to know somebody. You don't have to break the bank on the first date. I still stand by that. Now, this is where I'm going to walk it all the way back because um, I I remember I getting in a big argument with some people about a month ago, and Janine was in this too. So, Janine, if you're listening, I'm going to apologize to you on air because I was wrong in this situation. I told Janine that kids, dating a woman with kids for me is a hard no, I said, I'm not doing it. I probably said it on this podcast to you guys before. I said, I'm not going to date a woman with kids. I'm not interested in playing with these kids. I, I'm just not a kid guy. It's not for me. But I'm going to tell you, this woman I went on a date with, she has a daughter. She has a daughter three years old. I guess I should give this for the, for the kids. <laughs> Three-year-old daughter. Um, but the personality is just so good. That I I have to break my rule. Like, and I feel like this is God humbling me too. Cause when you tell God what you're gonna do or what your plan is, you know, like Joe Button has the line, I told God I had a plan, he left. I feel like when you tell God what you're gonna do, God's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> you're gonna do what I want you to do. So I feel like this is God like letting me know who's in charge. Like, oh, you think you're gonna find this woman that likes Joe Button and NBA basketball and real housewives of Potomac and WWE? Without a kid? Oh, no, no, no. no! I'm going to give you somebody with a kid, and then we're going to see what you really want to do. So I'm walking it back. I'm apologizing. I feel like if the personality is there, if you guys connect, I think it's okay to date a woman with kids. Like, I will date a woman with kids if we have that connection. Now, I still think it's not, like, my first choice. But I, I understand sometimes somebody comes in your life and they're, they might be right for you and you have to adapt to whatever their situation is, just like they have to adapt to your situation. So, Janine, if you're listening, I apologize. I know we had a big blow up. We still have to talk a little bit more about that, but I see probably where you were coming from with that whole thing. I am open to dating a woman with kids in the right circumstance, the right situation. I will say this. There's still some things I got to vet in this situation. I mean, this is a big, like, that's a big commitment to date a woman with kids. So it's not like I'm going to jump in a relationship tomorrow. This is a process. You got to get to know the person. You have to know about how the child is. You got to know the baby daddy situation. Like, there's a lot you need to know before getting in it. But I'm open to 
figuring it out, opening to seeing what what's going on there. And then we'll take it from there. Speaking of open, another one I might have to walk back. I'm walking a lot back tonight, so I know I think I, I feel like I started this day to Jared off a little slow, but I'm, I'm finding my groove now. I might have to walk back to open relationships. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like <laughs> I ran that by her. Did not see she might did not sound like she might be for that. So again, I think it's a, about who you're with, who you talk to. If I find somebody and we connect and they are for the open relationship, I'll listen. And if they're not, I listen. I think that's my new thing. When I say I'm open, I'm open to listening. I'm opening to hearing what you are, what you like, what you don't like. So from now on, when you say, when you hear me say I'm open, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be an open relationship. I'm just open to the discussion. So when it comes to the whole monogamous versus non-monogamous thing, like if you can convince me of why it makes sense either way, I'm just saying I can roll with you. I can probably roll either way if it makes sense in the way you, you explain it. So the way she was explaining it, I, I see where she was coming from. Although there's a there's a couple of things I need to ask still about that because uh, I don't know. There might have been a couple holes in that story, but I'm open to the monogamous relationship. I mean, look, I'm just conceding everything right now. <laughs> you guys are probably like, what? Who, who is this Jared we're listening to? But I feel like when you meet somebody and you're really into them, you're going to make some sacrifices, which which I must say. Cause y'all go act like I never said that before. But if we, if you go back and listen to the non-monogamous episode with me, Kayla and Jarrell, we all agreed that if we meet the right person, we would make these concessions. So this is not like I was always no on it. Like the only thing I had a hard note was kids, which I've walked that back. I've apologized, but everything else I always felt like I kept a pretty open mind, even though I still think I still think a lot of guys out here cheat. I still think a lot of guys don't want to be with one woman physically. So I feel like that's something I'm still trying to figure out if that's my thing or not. And where I see myself, whether it's in a relationship or not, like what is my way of doing it? Cause I still like marriage too. Like that's another thing. Like I still don't think I need to be married. I'm not a big marriage person. I still think, think I might need to live in a separate house. I still think maybe separate bedrooms. Like I'm just, these are things I'm still thinking about. Even the open relationship thing. I still think about it. I still have conversations. I like to talk to people, get people's opinions on it. So it's not something I'm completely ruling out, but I'm just saying for the right person, if I'm really into you, I'll make concessions. I saw something on Twitter though, the other day that I wanted to mention on here and I kind of agree with it, but I'm going to make a couple edits to it. So some woman on Twitter had uh, tweeted, she said, updated bases for dating in 2022. So updated bases, like running the bases in baseball. First base, fucking raw. I'm going to change that one. I don't believe in the fucking raw part. First base, I think she's out of pocket on that one. I will say, actually, I'm going to say them all and we'll come back and we'll review each one. So first base, fucking raw. Second base, kissing on the mouth outside of sex. Third base, opening up to each other about your biggest life traumas and how they impacted you. Fourth base, hanging out in public in the daytime. So she's basically saying fucking Ross first base, which is wild in 2022. 
I don't know. Is that what y'all are doing out here? I'll say this. If you think sex is first base, I think it should be protected sex first and foremost. Like you should not be fucking raw on the first date or not first date, but like first base. Like if you're not serious with somebody and you don't like, if you don't trust them, cause a lot of like women could tell you like you're the only dude they're sleeping with raw and other dudes is out here sleeping with them raw too. So I would always strap up. I know I've had my moments where I didn't always listen to myself and I've messed up. And luckily I never got anybody pregnant, but yeah, if it's first base like that, I'm going to say protected sex. She says second base kissing on the mouth outside of sex. Hmm. Cause I feel like I, I would probably switch those two around. I would switch those two. I would go first base is probably kissing on the mouth. Cause you, I don't think you're, is this people that are only kissing during sex? Maybe, I don't know. I'm a kisser. Like, I'll kiss on a date. Like, to me, that's not a big deal. So, I'll switch that around, and I'll say first base is kissing on the mouth outside of sex. I'll say second base is protected sex. Then I'll say third base is hanging out in public in the daytime. Fourth base for me is opening up to each other about your biggest life traumas and how they impacted you. Because I feel like if you have that person you can open up to and tell your deepest, darkest secrets and all that, that's a keeper. And honestly, I don't think I've ever had that person. Well, I've had people in the past where I felt like I could, but it never got to the point where I did open up like that. So to me, if I ever get to that point where I open up like that and tell you like the deepest, darkest and all that traumas and all, yeah. That's fourth base to me. That's like marriage material. So that's my numerical order for it. But I'm not mad at this list either because I feel like this is the way a lot of people are going. And I will say this because I've, I've said this too. I'm not getting in a relationship without having sex. It's just not happening. I've done it before. I'm not doing that. Like I feel like you have to know if you guys are sexually compatible before you get in a relationship. And this is one of those things I used to say I could do without having sex, but no. Now that I like get older, I'm having sex before a relationship. So I, like, that's why I say kissing on the mouth is probably the first thing. But during my whole like dating process, cause I, I plan like in, in my perfect world, I would probably date for about three months before I get in a relationship. At least three. I mean, it might even be more than that. It's just going to be in when I'm comfortable, but I need at least two months of non-exclusive dating where I don't feel pressure that I have to like only date one person. I feel like I should be able to go out on multiple dates. I should be able to talk to people, see what's out there. I mean, I don't have to fuck everything. That's not like the goal. I used to say like, it was like a big deal. Like I have to have sex with these people, but I feel like the older I get, sex is not as big of a deal to me. Like I feel like we teach everybody that sex is the prize the kids are taught like sex is the prize. Like growing up, we were taught wait till marriage to have sex because it's it's a prize. It's something you only give your husband. And I don't I don't think it's a prize. I feel like sex is the bonus. I feel like the connection is the prize. So that's why me going into the dating thing this year has been about I have to find somebody with a connection. Like we have to have a connection first. And once we establish that connection, we can build off of that and everything else is possible. But the connection is the most important thing. And that's why I took a year off from like the dating apps too. Cause I just, I was not liking the people I was dating last year. Like I, I wasn't liking 
the situations I was getting. I felt like I wasn't dating for the right reasons. I was honestly just trying to sleep with everybody. Like, and <laughs> I went on some bad dates last year. So I just didn't like the way I was moving. And then when I got into the stock market and everything, I was like, yo, I'm wasting so much money on dates. So I just took a year to refocus, get my, my life together. And then I remember in the beginning of the summer, everybody's like, oh, when are you going to get back on the dating apps? And I kept telling everybody, oh, in the summer. And then they're like, it is the summer. It was June. I'm like, oh, wow. I've been off for that long. Okay. So I pushed it back to when I got back from Vegas. And then as soon as I got back from Vegas, I got on the apps, kept it simple on my profile. It was just like, a, I'm trying to find somebody where we have a good connection. Um, you know, I'm a simple person, coffee and conversation. Because I feel like a lot of times everybody wants to tell me how to make my dating profiles and, oh, it has to be a certain way for you to get people. And that's what it goes back to what I said, like where you got to just be true to yourself. And if you be true to yourself and keep it the way that you want it to be, I feel like you'll attract what you're supposed to attract. So that's what I did. And I've matched with like quite a few people who've seen to feel my profile based on what I've presented, which is my authentic self. Like I don't make any promises. I don't even say I want marriage or anything. It's just about like, I want somebody with a connection. I think the connection is important. Whether you guys decide you want to be friends with benefits whether you guys just want to be fuck buddies, whether you guys want to be serious, whether you want to be just dating, whether you want to be married, relationship, whatever you guys decide you want to do, I feel like a connection has to be part of that. And that's like my new philosophy for dating this year is before I didn't care about a connection because I was like, oh, I just want to have sex. But that sex was not really enjoyable because there was no connection to some people were just boring. And now I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that again. So no matter what my situation ends up being, because like I said, I'm open. I'm open to whatever it is, but the connection is like, that's something I will not waver on. That's something I will not give up. That's got to be there. That's the standard. So after we have a connection, we can go from there, but we got to build. We got to build off of that. And that's how I'm approaching it. And so far, I feel like it's worked out pretty well. And one of the big things about me saying that the connection is important is that there's a lot of women now that don't even make it out of messages. Like we'll message and I can tell like, yo, it's not there. Like I won't even go out on a date with them because I don't feel it in the messages. And before, if I didn't feel it in the messages, I would always give it a chance. Like, oh, maybe it'll be better on the date. But nah, if I don't feel it in the messages, I'm not going on a date. And I think that's the the standard that we all have to have like going forward. Because I know a lot of y'all out there dating and a lot of y'all out there just trying to do what the woman, what you think the woman likes and what will make her like you. But just do what you think makes you happy and the way you want to present yourself and the right women will come along. Trust me. Trust me. You just got to be true to yourself. Trust the process and be confident because I'm moving with some, like, let me tell you, the confidence that I am moving with right now, I am on like the level of Lizzo. Like, this is like Kanye-level confidence right now. It's like Beyonce, Kanye. Like, I feel like all of them combined. And it's not conceited. It's just the confidence. Like, I just... I feel like because I've found peace with myself and I'm just happy in my day-to-day life that it's giving me the confidence. And, like, when I go out on these dates, I'm not worried about, oh, they might not like me or they might not want to go on another date because that just lets me know... It wasn't the right person for me. So like I said, going back to what I said earlier about not being 
afraid to lose that person. That is the confidence you have to go out with if you're trying to find what you want. And also, another thing that we've talked about in this podcast before, find somebody who adds happiness to your life. Not somebody who makes you happy, but adds to the happiness you already have. So if you're not happy with yourself, it's not going to change when you're dating. We'll see how it goes with um, the dates. Like I said, strong, strong prospect that I feel like could turn into something, but I'm going to take my time. I'm going to see it through. I'm not in a rush. I don't need to be married tomorrow. Like my mom wants grandkids, but I don't, I still don't think I want any kids. I'm open to it slightly, but it's not really, I don't know, man. I, I, it's going to really take a lot for me to want to have kids. I mean, I can date somebody with kids, but for me to want to have a kid of my own, getting married and all that, I'm still not there mentally, so we'll see how it goes. I hope y'all enjoy this journey. I'll, I'll give you some updates here and there. There's certain things I probably won't say, but, you know, I, I try to give y'all as much transparency as possible because that's what we do on Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. You guys come here for that real. Is there anything else I want to say? Oh. Shout out to Clarissa. Clarissa gave me new artwork for Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. A pleasant surprise. When I came back from my date last week, Clarissa had sent me new cover art for my show um, on WhatsApp, and I thought it was amazing. So I put it up on my profile, so you'll see it on, like, if, the, if you download the podcast, you should see it. And then... There's one on my Instagram, which is my at name is at beyond the T-H-A glory. That one, I believe I posted that one has a QR code. So you can scan the QR code. I'm saying it all wrong, but you can scan the QR code and it'll take you to the podcast. Now, where it takes you, I still have not figured that part out. I don't know if it goes to SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. I don't know where it goes, but it takes you somewhere where you can subscribe or listen to the podcast. But This podcast is available on all platforms. So we're on your Apple. We're on your Google, Amazon. I upload to SoundCloud only because I need that link. I need the RSS feed on there to put it on everything else. So you don't have to listen on SoundCloud. You can listen to the podcast anywhere you want. I just put it on SoundCloud just so I have a place to host it, which is needed when you have a podcast. Some people use Buzzsprout. It's just not my type of thing. But shout out to Kyle. Kyle has a new podcast called Fantasy Ozone on Buzzsprout. He talks fantasy football. I plan on having him on an episode at some point to go over like fantasy football. And we'll talk a lot of that nerdy football stuff that I can't really do on my own because I've been out of the fantasy football game for so long. But I'll have him and like Jarvez on here for an episode and we'll we'll talk fantasy sports and whatever else comes to mind. That should be a very interesting episode. So look out for that. Don A said he wants to come back on the podcast. Um, we were trying to do it last weekend, but schedules just didn't match for that. So look out for Don A in the future on an episode. Helen and Zandria want to come on the podcast. Look out for them on a future episode. Amanda, who lives in my uh, city, and another Amanda want to come on the podcast. So a lot of guests planned for future episodes. If anybody else wants to come on, you guys are more than welcome. You know, this is pretty much an open door here when everybody, somebody says they want to come on and talk. I let them come on. Like, you know, I'm not one of those guys who's very controlling. And I mean, the way I approach podcasting too, I guess I can talk about that real quick. I'm just very relaxed with the whole like podcasting thing. I don't do it for money. 
I'm not trying to like become a celebrity. Now I do say I am the content. I'm not a I'm not a content creator. I am the content. But that's more like a joke. That's like trolling. Like I just feel like everybody out here is a content creator. Everybody out here is trying to make money off of their image and stuff. And I'm just joking like against it. So I'm like, I am the content. You guys come for me, the content. I'm not a content creator, but it's just joking. Don't take it to heart. But when it comes to the podcast, I think going forward, I do want to get on YouTube at some point. Maybe next year I got to buy a camera. There's just a lot of money that will go into the YouTube part of it. Like the audio is easy. I can record in the studio, throw it up. Um, YouTube brings another element. Like I have to record. I have to edit. I have to put the video on it. There's music you can't play on YouTube. Like it's just a lot more restrictions. Uh, camera angles. Like there's just a lot of things with YouTube. And I know what comes with it. That's why I've been taking my time to even get on YouTube. Because to me, YouTube is not a big deal that I have to be on there. So I would like to get on there by sometime next year. But if I'm not, like, don't hold me to it. Because this podcast is just something I do for fun. I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking about my life. I feel like I give y'all most of my life. I, I, I probably give y'all about 80% of my life. There's probably 20% I just don't say because it's very personal stuff. But I feel like I give y'all 80%. I'm very honest. When it comes to dating, I give y'all a lot. So with that, you know, I just do it for fun. I enjoy it. I have fun. I know my friends are always saying, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Everybody has suggestions on stuff they want me to do. And it's always an argument about like, hey, I really just do it for fun. Like, I'm not trying to be famous. They're like, well, if you did this, well, if somebody came at you with money to do this, would you? Like, yes, if somebody offers me money within reason, I would probably do something for the pot like if but it would have to be a brand that i fuck with like if wawa said hey do a wawa ad in the show and just talk about how much you love wawa we'll give you x amount of dollars yes i'm gonna do it because i love wawa i'd probably do it for free i've talked about wawa for free many times on this show puma of course you already know puma's like the unofficial sponsor of this podcast so if puma ever comes to me with a bag and says hey say whatever you want promote whatever like our stuff is i'm gonna do it because those are brands i rock with but if like Mayo, who, who Hellman's, who's, is that the mayonnaise company? If they come to me and I don't care how much money Hellman's came to me with. If they came to me with like a million dollars and said, do a mayonnaise ad. No, I'm not doing that. Cause everybody knows I hate mayonnaise. That would just be fake. And you guys would be able to see the fakeness with that. So certain things I'm just not going to do no matter how much money it is, because ethically it's just not my thing. So y'all know me. It's all about, does it make sense? Whether that's dating ads, whatever, it has to make sense. Dating somebody with kids, monogamy, that stuff has to make sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same with the podcast. I'm not going to do stuff that compromises my brand. I'm not a big ads guy anyway. Like I don't do commercials on here. I hate when I'm listening to a podcast and they have a million commercials. It's not my thing. So yeah, if I ever blow up off of this podcast, if I ever become famous, you know, that's that's cool because it'll be like, you know what? People see the talent that I already know I have. They see the personality I already I know I have. And I think some of y'all think I'm not like a super confident guy in pushing myself with this podcast. Let me tell you, <laughs> I am the most confident person you probably know. Like, just because I don't talk about it all the time, you don't think I don't look in the mirror every day and tell you I'm the baddest motherfucker in podcasting. Don't think I don't look in the mirror every day and tell 
myself that all the women who don't answer my DMs are going to DM me once I blow up. I know it. But to me, it's just not like something I'm chasing. It's, it's, it's a welcome thing if it happens. And you know what? If it ever happens, it's going to mean that much more to me because I didn't do anything for it to happen. Like I didn't chase it. It, it came to me because of who I am. Just the same as dating. Like I be myself and I attract who I'm supposed to attract. So I feel like if fame or whatever comes to me, money comes to me, it came to me from being myself. And that would be that would mean more to me than trying to be a content creator on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, posting videos all day, trying to get famous. That I won't feel the same gratification as I will feel by just giving you all these episodes, keeping it real with Jared Lawrence, pun intended, and then somebody recognizes it and recognizes the greatness and says, you know what? We get it. We get it and we want to fuck with you. Because I feel like a lot of people don't really get it. Like, the point of my show is to be basic, is to be simple. Like, it's a show about nothing, pretty much. It's kind of like Seinfeld, you know? If you look at the tagline, the explanation for what my show is, it's, it's, a show, it's, a, it's a show about a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. Like, it's just my personality. It shows you the inside of my head. I'm very random. We talk about a lot of stuff. Some of it makes sense. Some of it doesn't. Sometimes I'm rambling. Sometimes I'm on point. But it's all part of my personality. And if I ever blow up off of that, it's because I stayed true to myself. So that's the only goals going forward is just continuing to be myself. And whatever comes from it are the blessings God wants me to have. And if not, I'm very content with being underground my whole life. Because honestly, I really don't want to be famous. Like if I ever get famous, I'm probably getting off all the social media because it's going to be annoying. Unless I'm like Skip Bayless, who doesn't follow a single person and just says what I want all day long without having to talk to or respond to anybody. Might treat y'all like that. But like not being able to go to like Walmart and Publix and everybody knows who you are and you know you might not even be safe out there. I don't want that. That's why I'm not really trying to find this fame. Like I'm not out searching for the fame. If it happens, it happens. But honestly, I love being under the radar. I love just being able to say what I want. You know. You know how much of my old stuff they're going to pull up if I become famous? Like, I got to make sure my money's straight if I ever become famous because I'm getting canceled on, like, day two. So I got to make sure I got money tucked away to help me get through when I get canceled. And that's another thing, losing all those deals. Like, why am I going to act a certain way and suck up to these companies knowing that once some trouble hits, they're going to, like, run away from me? Whereas me being myself right now, if a company wants to come rock with me, they know what they're getting. They know I'm not conforming. So they're going to be with me no matter what through the fire. Shout to Shaka Khan. But through all that. And that's just the way I see it. So I have a, let me see. I have two more things I want to talk about before I get out of here. Because I got to go get some French fries. I got to make some chicken wings. I got stuff to do. But I'm, I'm giving y'all a pod because I've been slacking. Oh, no, I got a few more things. So talking about Kyle's new podcast. Another thing that I learned this year was just becoming more independent. What I mean by becoming more independent was like not having to pay people to do every little thing. So like a big thing I did was I got rid of the guy. I got rid of my lawn guy, the guy who used to cut my grass every month. I paid him $120 most months and he would do like four cuts a week. And once I did the math, I was like, you know what? I can just buy all that equipment 
and probably by within a year, I've made that money back. And then going forward, I'm saving money every time I cut my grass. So I invested a lot of money into like a lawnmower, an edger, a weed whacker, a blower, like the four essential things you need for cutting grass. Oh, and then they're electric too. So I don't have to go to a gas station. They run on batteries. You charge it up. So I'm not like the gas prices are crazy right now. So, I mean, probably paying a good four bucks just to cut your lawn. If you have a lawn like me, because a gallon or whatever. So, yeah, I just had to be smarter with that. Investing in myself, knowing it'll help in the future. I was trying to save money because that Vegas trip killed me. So, trying to save money, but I ain't going to hold you. Like, those last couple dates I went on, <laughs> that money went out the window. So, I got to get back to the, the saving money part, being more disciplined with my spending. That's the, that is probably the downside of dating. Just, like, the fact that when you date... You guys go out to eat for a lot. Like a lot of times it's going out to eat, going to like have drinks. That stuff adds up. So maybe I need to find cheaper places to go on dates. But I love a good beer. So I, I don't know. I, I got to find out, figure that part out. But yeah, I mean, I, that's something I expected too. getting back in the dating game. Like you're going to spend money. When I didn't date, I saved a lot. But now I just got to expect that I'm going to spend a little bit. But hopefully it doesn't wipe me out because I'll shut it down again. I will. I'll go back to recluse. Another thing I learned was that I, like I told you, I want to date for at least three months. Another thing I learned wipes. <laughs> this is very random, but wipes are a game changer. Shout out to my mom because my mom put me on to uh, wipes. I don't know how I'm this late in the game, but like, you know, the wipes you use after you use the bathroom. I've been late. Look, I, I was not on wipes this whole time. I apologize, but. I have grown, I have matured, and I'm using the wipes now. I don't know what the best wipes are. My mom gave me like the Preparation H wipes with aloe. I don't know if I'm even supposed to use those for, but you know, aloe, you can never go wrong with aloe. And Preparation H, I feel like that's good for you. So wipes are a game changer. Like if you guys are using wipes after you go to the bathroom, I, you have to get on wipes. I have, look. What did, what did they say? Uh, Hove did it. So like Hove did that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. You know, that's how I feel. I had to learn this so I could teach you guys. And I bring back the knowledge. I told you. So the wipes. Yeah. Please invest in some wipes. And if you don't use them for yourself, at least I make your house for your guests. It, it makes you look a little bit more, uh, not bougie, but it makes your guests feel a little bit more comfortable when you're over there. So, Big thing I learned this year was how important the wipes were. Also, another thing I learned is I'm the big homie now. I am the big homie with family, like younger family members, my cousins, my friends who have kids who are like teenagers now. I'm big homie. And what that means is like I have to be that guy that they feel like they can come to and talk to for advice if they need help with stuff. I have to give them knowledge. Uh, some of my cousins, I'm teaching them about like credit cards, investing, like I'm just giving them the small tricks about, Hey, you need to start building your credit, get you a little credit card. You don't need a big limit, maybe like $300 limit. Just put all your gas prices on there or your, when you fill up, put it all in your credit card, pay it off every month, get you a credit card that pays dividends or points. So you're earning stuff on when you're spending. This is just information I'm passing down to the youngins. Cause I feel like as big homie, I have to give them that knowledge. So I'm embracing the big homie role. 
I follow a lot of like my cousins, some of my friends' kids. I got them on like Instagram. I keep an eye on them. Sometimes big homie got to step in and give them some words of advice. You know, you see them going through something. You got to step in there, say something. Let them know how it's going to be out here in the real world. Because sometimes, I'm not mad at the parents, but sometimes you parents, y'all don't really give the kids the full game. Y'all sugarcoat a lot of stuff. And that's where the big homie got to come in. Because even my parents, like my parents didn't talk to me a lot about like sex and relationships and heartbreak. So I feel like everybody needs a big homie for that. And Everybody needs to be a big homie to somebody. So all y'all listening, take like one of your younger family members under your wing, one of your kids' friends, like that maybe doesn't listen to their parents as much, and take them under your wing and just give them the advice, the game that you think they need to know that they weren't that you weren't taught. Make sure you're passing that along so we're not stuck in these generational curses where we're not learning, like the kids are not learning. So I think everybody should embrace the big homie role. I've embraced it. And I need to get better at it, but I'm at least on the right path with that. Last thing I want to talk about, this has nothing to do with like stay at a Jared or anything, but I keep finding lizards in my house. I don't know how they're getting in here, but y'all know how I am. I'm not touching these lizards. So whenever I see them, I take the vacuum hose and I vacuum them up and then I turn it off. I don't let them, I don't spin them too much. Like as soon as they get in there, I turn it off. I uh, unhook the part that they're in. I take that outside and I dump it out. And you'd be surprised. They're still alive and they run away. So if you ever get lizards in your house, that's the easiest way to get them out if you don't want to touch them. I don't know what Peter will say about it. Like they might get a little upset, but I don't know if lizards have brains. I don't know if they're getting like CTE. I don't know if they're getting concussions and they're not dying. Look, I've seen a lizard jump from like the top of the palm tree to the ground. So like they can handle like getting sucked up into the hose. Pause. And then, you know, you just take them out and dump them out. But I don't know where the hell these lizards are coming from. Keep seeing a lot of lizards in my house. Hopefully, they will tell each other about what happens to them when they get in there and they'll stop coming in here. I don't have a whole lot else to talk about. We are over an hour. Stay to Jared. I mean, you know, I try to give y'all what's been going on in my life lately. I'm trying to think if I've missed anything. I guess goals for the year, for the for the next calendar year the state of jared calendar year and for those who don't know what the state of jared is state of jared is just like the state of the union but it's the state of my life so stay of the jared so goals for the next year double up on the investing get some more money um coming in with that because i've taken losses like i said i've gotten better at what to invest in so hopefully i'll see some better returns next year also definitely reading books reading starting and finishing books is probably my biggest goal uh and i know it's gonna take some discipline i'm probably gonna have to start getting off social media on the weekends that's probably the best thing to do sit on my couch and read um i need a new tv too like my tv in my living room is done so once i get a new tv i feel like i'm gonna be more productive i don't know it's weird but not having a tv in my living room keeps me in my room all the time and i'm just very lazy in there and then staying in the house all the time. Like, I got to get out the house more. That's another thing I need to do because staying in the house all the time is just probably not good for you. Just period. Like, if you have a work from home job like I do, you have to get out. You have to get out, get exercise, get fresh air. So that's something I'm working on. And I mean, going on dates helps because it gets me out the house. And I guess another goal would be just getting some clarity in my dating life. And by clarity, I mean figuring out what is the best situation for me. I'm open to everything. So whether that's 
serious, not serious relationship, just kicking it. Like whatever the clarity I need, I, I want to find that next year or this coming year or the rest of this year, whenever, however long it takes, but definitely clarity in the dating game. Cause I ain't gonna hold y'all like being out here dating is not as fun as it seems like the fact that you always have to meet so many people and like skim through and figure out who's right for you. It's a lot. And then you're already set a step behind because you're going on the app first trying to find somebody before you meet them in person. When you meet them in person, they might not even be what you thought. So definitely want to improve there. Work-wise, I don't really have much to say there. Things are going good. Probably, I would say, with the friends, just getting that circle a little more tighter. Like, if people are not bringing peace to my life, removing them from having too much access. I mean, I'm still going to allow people to have access to me because I'm not that type of person, but I'm not going to let you drain me. So if I'm being drained by people, I have to walk away from those situations. I have to do a better job of that. Being more involved, I think, with family and just being there more. Like My parents are getting older, so probably spending more time with them too, being around more with them. That's, that's something I need to do. Keeping up the big homie role. And I don't really think, I don't have nothing else I can think of. I guess, yo, traveling more too. Traveling more, getting uh, solo vacations, whether it's just like a, maybe like a two-hour getaway or whatever. Yeah, taking more of those little getaway road trips type things. That's all stuff I want to do in this year going forward. Getting healthier, mentally, spiritually, eating better, working out, all that. Um, if I've missed anything, you know, I will write it down and I will come back and address it on the next episode. But I, I hope you guys all enjoyed this 2022 State of the Jared. What better way to end this show then with Jada Kiss still feel me. I've been listening to this song a lot lately. I feel like it is just it speaks to me. This is an amazing song. Oh, I guess another goal I would say just be more consistent with the podcast, but it's it's tough because sometimes you know you don't have the energy to pod. Sometimes you're just busy going on dates. You're out of the house a lot. You know, there's just times I need time to myself. So making sure I have that right mental balance is important. And I I don't want anybody to burn themselves out thinking they have to do this for other people. Because I know, I will say this, because listening to the the Read podcast, which if you've never listened, it's a really good podcast. Crystal and Kid Fury. I hadn't listened to them in like a year, maybe two years. I just randomly listened to a Read episode in June. And at the end of the episode, Kid Fury was talking about all the mental health stuff he was dealing with. And he said he had to take a break from the show because if he didn't, it was going to kill him which I'm assuming maybe like suicide or something, but it was just really deep, man. And it was, it kind of hurt me listening to it just to know that he was dealing with that. Cause I know I've had terms where the podcast can be overwhelming, feeling like you have to every week come on here and give everybody a pod and the pressure we put on ourselves to do this. I've gotten so much better. Like over the last year of knowing like, you know what, if mentally I'm not feeling it, I don't do it. And that's the beauty of me being like an independent person who doesn't make money off of this. Like, I don't have to do this for a paycheck. So it's not like I feel the pressure. Like, I, you have to go to work every day. So, yeah, there's pressure there. But I don't feel the pressure to come on here and do a podcast because I'm not getting money off of it. It's more of just me venting, getting my thoughts out. And I think that's why I'm able to do it sporadically at times. And sometimes I give it to you more often than not. But I felt everything Kid Fury was saying because there's a lot of pressure on him 
especially with the read being as big of a podcast as it is. But if you guys haven't listened to that last episode of the read, I would encourage you to go listen to it because they, he explains a lot of the stuff that these influencers slash creators go through. And like, that's why I always say I'm so thankful for all the creators out there. I watch so much stuff on YouTube and I know how hard it is for them to even get the content out. So I'm just thankful that I have stuff that I can watch. But when I don't see something for a while, I don't trip. I don't get upset because I know what it takes to put out content. So I will end on that note. And I, like I said, I'm just going to stop promising y'all when I'm going to give you a new episode because I come back when I come back. But I have like three busy weekends coming up. I'm going to Jacksonville this weekend. I'll be in Orlando all next weekend. They're doing a fantasy football draft. I'm not even playing, but I'm going to go hang out for that. Might do some dates. And then I'm going to uh, Wesley Chapel to visit some friends the weekend after that. So like that's Labor Day weekend. I'm pretty busy coming up, but I will try to get some podcasts in during the week because I know how the weekends are looking. And like I said, we'll end this with Jada Kiss. Still feel me. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at jlawradio at outlook.com. If you don't want to email, always feel free to hit me up on jlawradio on Twitter. Beyond the Glory on Instagram and my Facebook. There's a Jared Lawrence radio fan page on Facebook. So like that too, because I got like 60 likes on there. So I'm not really great at promoting. So this is me promoting. If you guys are interested, reach out, hit me up. Let me know what you think. Questions, comments, concerns. We'll come back with another episode at some point. But in the meantime... I'm going to let this Jada kiss hold you over. This is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. I'll holler. Uh-huh. Real life shit. I mean, true story. Feel me. Matter of fact, still feel me. Uh, yeah. Hey, yo. Past few years, shit got so ill. It was kind of hard for the guard to laugh through tears. I went through something with mama. No drama. Something that came and went. Real life karma. My pop think his son is deserting him. It's hurting him. Guess I gotta be the man and sit down and work with him. My little boy, seven, he the sequel to the thug. So I told him the money will never equal to the love. Listen, I'm grown, y'all. When it comes to my family, it ain't never a problem. It's only a phone call. They tend to take that and run with it. So every other month, I be on some new phone, new number shit. They violated, stay again. Gus told him to Beamer and broke K leg again. Shh, let us pray again. Now I ain't get enough for hanging in the local bars yet. Had to let the thing off cross town in the projects. All these rumors and shit, but I ain't get robbed yet. Bitch ass niggas ain't stop acting like broad jet. An arm reach of a gun in a mask. Somebody clip me for a hundred in cash. Still feel me. I hit the road and try to get more grip. It was cool until a motherfucking tall bus flip. Uh, no charges brought up. Bitch popped up with a kid. Got caught up. Then I put a cord up. Down the road to the riches is taking me longer. It ain't killed me yet, so it's making me stronger. I don't know if it's the hate, frustration, or hunger that keep a nigga going. Rapping for a reason. Shit don't just happen. Shit happens for a reason. I'm that dude. Like it or love it. I do my thing in the hood and get right with a budget. Ain't afraid to give my life to the public. And when you see me next time, maybe we can further discuss how my 16s give you a visual I know you think if he ain't really selling high, he live off residuals But right now the game is pitiful And niggas is lonely They need company cause they miserable Yeah, uh-huh, shit is still real, B That's why I want you to still feel me
still feel me. One, I'm out.